The Anton Savage Show on News Talk. Today on the show, we're remembering the iconic author Maeve Binchy. It's the 10th anniversary of her passing. And I spoke with Marion Keyes, herself a best-selling author, on the morning of Maeve Binchy's death, actually, 10 years ago. Take a listen to her memories of Maeve. Hello, Tom. I'm very, very, very sad. And, and I'm so shocked um, because she was so vital. She was such a force of nature, you know. And um, I actually, I had a letter from her only about a month ago. And um, in it, she admitted that, like, she was in a lot of pain from her arthritis. But she ended the letter by saying, but isn't it great that we have a job that we can do in our pyjamas? You know, like, she was always so upbeat. How well had you known her? How long had you known her? I let God, I don't know, maybe about 15 years. Um, I've been writing for about 17 years. And, like, from very early on, she got in touch with me. You know, she like she was so good to me, you know, and she was always kind of um, very positive and supportive. She got in touch with you. This is probably... She did, she did, she did. I mean, that was the kind of woman she was, though. I mean, she was lovely to everyone and she was really, really supportive of, of Irish writers. Marion Keyes there speaking to me on the morning of Maeve Vinci's death. That's 10 years ago. We'll be reflecting on Maeve's legacy a little later on the show. But do get in touch if you'd like to share your own thoughts on that 53106. I'm delighted to say we're joined in studio by Richard Chambers, a news correspondent from Virgin Media News. Richard, lovely to see you. Tom, delighted to be here. And also Amanda Brunker, author and journalist. Amanda, good to see you as well. I'm not a journalist anymore. <laughs> I haven't been a journalist in years. Journalist, not bio. just yeah. one of those <laughs> d- things that's in your DNA. That, that's I never... know, but it's, it's so funny. Whatever I do, radio programs out people go where do I say she's from it's like she's from nowhere she's jobless she's you are Amanda Brunker <laughs> that's, it. that's it that's but it. I'm a playwright now so you can say that I don't need to be from anywhere now update oh, that Wikipedia there yeah. now, <laughs> I will I will, I will. Um, but you know you'd say if Maeve Finchie you'd say journalist as well you'd still that never went away that was just um, once you've done it I think it's yeah, there no, you know? absolutely she's, she was she was a real legend and she was such a trailblazer for, mm. for all authors and I remember when I started writing books um, my uncle you used to work in distribution in Eason's or Eason I can never yeah, understand Eason. why there's no S on the end it just doesn't make sense but um, he used to have great stories about her and she used to write personal it's amazing that Marion Key said you know that she wrote she had a letter from her yeah. she wrote letters to everybody all the booksellers, all the people in distribution. And that's why she was such a savvy businesswoman. She she got everybody on board. So it meant her books were always going to be in the best position. And that just it took her off. Yeah, but you know, also the writing to people, I think I think she created a bit of an atmosphere that continues to this day. I think yeah. there are very few authors who they look at her and they think that's the way you treat people. Yeah. That's the way you treat others. She so. set a standard there. And it yeah. actually, it's great to hear even, you know, Marion do that because Marion has been so kind to so many authors, even, even myself when I was doing my book last year. Marion is just such an incredible person for that. And I think it's also important as well to give people the flowers while they're still here as well. So Absolutely. I think that's that's something, you know, I think which, you know. Jeez, Richard, you're a real lovey. I never thought it. I tell you now, say it's a softy inside here. It's quite, quite <laughs> yeah, it started on a very lovely note. There we go. I want to say very the whole lovely. thing. My and gosh. listen, to keep, keep, um, keep the positivity going, <laughs> you want, we want to talk about inflation first and we want oh, to say something, yeah. something mildly positive about it. There's nothing mildly positive. But they're saying it's starting to peak and it's coming down okay. Hey, you're saying, that, I love this headline. <laughs> I love this headline in the Irish The newspapers, Richard. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you who wrote it. <laughs> so in the Irish Independent, it says, the headline is relief for motorists as prices level off and yeah. petrol drop drops. I identify with that 100%. To two euro a litre. That's it's not a drop. still about 20 cent down on what it has been. It's savage. 
It's absolutely. What's your highest bill been so far at the petrol oh, pump? I've started putting less in. That's actually, <laughs> would you believe? So I don't actually don't know what my tank takes now. I don't want to know. I, I put fifty in, or I put forty in. I know that's. It means actually, you're back in again. But am I gonna, I'm going to make your eyes water. Go on. Now, I had a petrol card on my husband's account, so I didn't actually pay it <laughs> myself. But my car took 156 yeah. euro and something cent. Are you driving a tank? Yeah, I, this, I, I've this, got one of those Tesla tanks. 18 wheeler, yeah. yeah. Isn't that insane? That, oh, that was about that a month ago. That would be so ago. deflating. Yeah. I, I, I you just, just think, keep on thinking it's going to stop and it just keeps on keeps on going, keeps yeah. on going. It's like, wait. I tell, I tell them to keep the car. I, <laughs> here, this, yeah. Hang on to this. I don't want it. <laughs> it's, 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 it's actually really upsetting and I'm very lucky that I don't have to do much driving. Mm. Um my heart goes out to people who have to drive a lot. But I actually, I, I, I googled where the cheapest petrol is in the world. Yeah. And it comes up Venezuela. If you're in Venezuela, oh, sure. apparently it's only two, two cent <laughs> for a litre. They have oil. They have. And then it goes Lots Libya, Iran, again, <laughs> three, five cent. And then let me see, we go to Azerbaijan is number 19. That's 58 cent. Uh, Russia, 91 cent. We won't talk about no, them. No, we won't talk about um, them. And then it kind of goes up. Cuba, 120 a litre. Kenya, 123. So we're kind of like a Cayman Islands. Are we the most expensive? We are. Let me see. We are after. We're something like a hundred and... We're almost, we're 154th, so at just over right. two euro a litre. So just ahead of Estonia, Spain, Portugal and Austria. In the mix there, yeah. Richard, I did say there is some good news and there, it, it, it does look like prices are peaking, isn't it? The stabilisation in fuel, yeah. all right. And I actually got a pleasant surprise. I was, I was driving out to Cavan there yesterday for a story uh, for the news and I was like, oh wait, that doesn't say two euros anymore. So I was, uh, I was delighted, delighted I, I, with that. I, I love those things. Yeah. I don't know whether I'm unique. It's, it's a slight <laughs> win, but um, I mean, when, you, when you're looking at it, it's a price. Oh my God, a, how bad has life got when we're so heart. excited? It's very miserable. Yeah, what can I say? We're in a cost of like, living crisis. This is as good as it gets. I use that as, as one of gets. the main barometers of life. <laughs> I see it down to 190. Yes. 198? Yeah. Woo! But imagine we're celebrating you. that. And that's, that, that does tell you. But like stabilisation, I think, is the word there. Um, so obviously this is it, it's interesting I see in the in the independent it quotes from Kevin McPartland CEO of Fuels for Ireland sort of the, the representative of the lobby group for um, for uh, fuel sellers in, in this country and it, it, it's a quote that would send shivers down your spine and I'm like well we're doomed so he, he quote the quote is we're coming into a period of stability where there shouldn't be such fluctu- fluctuations anymore I'm glad and you I'm said like, fluctuation I yeah. <laughs> it's very early yeah. I could have got that I, very I have wrong. to say if you'd made a mistake I would have understood yeah. as well. <laughs> but, but the thing is we've been at such you know at the liberty of you know global events and things have gone very wrong in very, very un- wrong. unpredictable ways yes. I don't think anybody can be sitting here and making predictions for what's going to happen in three months time right it, it, like, every, every, I, I just want yeah. to put the, put the so gloom on I that one can I just throw a bit of optimism you know that that's a little you can try it Tom yeah. who knows yeah. things do <laughs> things get better as well as worse so these, those two the bad times don't last forever you know <laughs> Um, I believe you. <laughs> and somebody who's having a much worse time than the rest of us, Rebecca Vardy. Oh. Yes. You'd Have fe- we any sympathy? I actually do. I, I feel sorry for the girl. She was very badly advised by soli- hungry solicitors and barristers who wanted to make a fortune and they just... They and must they did. Be, and they did. So a three million court case over something that should have never happened. So everybody at this stage knows Rebecca Vardy... Um, 
ha- we don't have to say allegedly anymore leaked stories uh, on Colleen Rooney but there's a great story actually in the mail today I love this so so basically Colleen is doing a documentary and she's been documenting the whole process of kind of from the initial tweet where she said she um, she kind of blocked everybody off her inst- private Instagram and Rebecca Vardy was the only person who um could see the tweets and then those stories ended up in the papers. So she's doing a documentary and by the sounds of things there was several documentary crews at the the, the seven day court case and whatever. But there's a story in, in the mail. So this um, by Ashling Boshoff. So she she's I think it's very funny because she never calls her Rebecca. She calls her Becky Vardy. So Mm. it's suggesting that we're real pals. So it goes, at the start of this drama, Becky Vardy told me through tears that arguing with Colleen was like uh, taking on a pigeon. So you can tell it that you are right and it is wrong, but it will but it is still going to poop in your hair. She doesn't use the word poop, but you can Fair imagine enough. the rest. So, but it's just very evocative stuff. Love yeah, it. It's lovely. Colleen <laughs> tried to settle with her. Like she would have paid, yeah. even though she was in the right, she would have paid Rebecca Vardy, you know, yeah. a lot of money to just go, just go away, away because Colleen Rooney doesn't need this sort yeah. of stuff. She's too much money. She's too much drama with, with Wayne. Great. Is it one of those things you just can't get out of when you've committed, you've gone this far, there's no backing down. You have to. No, that, it's an yeah. ego thing. I just, I do wonder about it because I mean, as you're sort of saying, Amanda, like she has to have been so badly advised, but it has to go down as one of the greatest self-inflicted injuries yeah. of all time that nobody anybody who followed the, the, the court case would have seen H- how did she want to take the stand and have all of this stuff come out but just embarrassing just detail wants, after embarrassing detail she, and it just she wants to be famous like I mean she was turning up to the court court case Colleen played it really well she was turning yeah. up in like H&M little outfits and she was and Rebecca Vardy was turning up in these Chanel suits and it was like oh and you were not awful. in touch with the common it was an people awful look. Mm. it really was Wayne Rooney at least got plenty of days in court carrying the back and holding the door up. No, it's great. It's great to watch. He <laughs> like smirking his face the whole way through it. He, I have he, a little Maeve Binchy quote. I just I, I noticed. Uh, she said, "There is never a person so awful that you can't worry for them." Oh, that's really sweet. Look yeah, at you getting us back on track. All oh, nice and positive. Worry a bit about. Well, I would worry about her because <laughs> she's. Uh, you would you would worry about Becky yeah. with the good hair because she's she must be getting savage abuse and I I think she's going into hiding now. But there, her people are t- saying yeah. that you know she she might be she might repeal it. It's like, girl, oh, walk away. away. But God, this yeah, is the thing. No, that was not the time. When this and all kicked off, though, there was there was talk. It's like, well, why is she doing this? And people were like, well, it, it might work out well for her. It's good publicity in the end. But she's down three effectively million. three million quid. Her reputation has taken an almighty yeah. hammering. So many incredibly lurid details in this. And I just... Oh, she's a bit of a laughing stock. It's all a space. Tough space. times. Tough time for the varieties. Um, other news is that there were 40,000 uh, cancelled uh not flights, but but people, you know, uh, didn't get their flight. Forty thousand people. It's um, a lot. We're heading into August. Um, I don't think we've seen the the end of <laughs> queues and stories relating to the airport. Have you been to the airport recently? I have. Okay, how was your experience? It wasn't the worst experience ever. It was, no, it was bad. Yes, it, it was about a about a two hour queue. Yes. That's amazing that I think that, that wasn't bad. Yeah. Um, You're like, that's great. Yeah. Yes, I know. <laughs> feature film, Tom. Yeah. But, I, but I will be going there again uh, yeah. in the next week. Well, I suggest you definitely put some uh, essentials into your carry-on bag. You know, the, 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 the secret is to not 
check in any luggage because then you're guaranteed to have all your bits mm. when you get the other How end. How can you go away for a week and not have check-in luggage? Absolutely. But I've would. I I've already done the holiday thing and uh, been through and back and I have to say the flight wasn't too bad. Um, but the airport itself was embarrassing. I was really embarrassed. I've never seen it so bad. I've never seen it so dirty. Yeah. And there's no food to be had. So we're there with teenagers who just eat and eat and eat and there was a place it said bar and kitchen. So we, we went up and we queued and then they said, listen, we have to just tell you that there's only there's no food. And I said, but it's a bar and kitchen. And they said, yeah, we're doing a soft open. I said, a soft, a soft open. open. <laughs> now is not the time. Richard, have you travelled? or have you, I haven't travelled. I've been camped out there enough that I probably have. I qualify as a staff member at this point reporting on it over the last number of weeks and months and it has been a horror show at the best of times. Like Dublin Airport is the front door of the nation and it's been banging off its hinges yeah. there for the last number of months and it's not a good look. Um, the staff, anytime I'm out there, the staff are telling me it's like, Look, you'd want to see it here at five in the morning. You'd want to see it here at four in the morning. We're here and there's people queuing and they're giving us dogs abuse and all that sort of stuff. And, and it must be awful to, for the people who do turn up to work. So And tough. they're getting yeah. really so abused. Tough. But the place is full of teenagers. Like literally there was yeah, This like, is the staff you're talking about. This is the about. staff. Yeah, um, yeah I'd, I'd noticed that. I, and there's toilets and everything. Oh my and God. I went yeah. up to one guy who was cleaning tables and I just went up to him and I said, just so you know, you're doing a great job. He looked about 12. He must have been 16. Um, it is other airports. It, it, it's yeah. not just It's a European thing, had, right. I had exactly the same experience when I got. I went to Bristol uh, and Bristol was Yes, but grim. let's just worry about our own. Yeah, I know. That's the one we're go- it's the one we're going to have to go through. Yeah. And uh, would you be worried about August? That it's I would. I, I fear for people. <laughs> what, what am I doing next week? Putting let's, fear in the be fine. people going on. If you're me. okay with two hours, Tom, you know, yeah. it isn't going to be like the Lord of the Rings right. are gone for three and a half or whatever, yeah? We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> uh, let us know what your experience has been if, if you've been uh, heading away or if you're planning to head away. Let us know. 53106 is the text number or emails to anton at newstalk.com or you can tweet at newstalkfm. Richard and Amanda, thank you very much. Lovely uh, talking to you both. The Anton Savage Show, Saturday morning at nine on News Talk.